You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We got some stuff to go over in Bachelor Nation. Of course, we've got some thoughts on last night's Bachelor in Paradise episode. We are down to the final four again with Zach's season. And we've got a Bachelor announcement on when Zach's season is going to start. We'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products, introducing Dame's intuitive introductory vibrator, The Dip. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Go to dameproducts.com and use promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off of your first order. That's dameproducts.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order. Let's get going here. A couple orders of business before we get started. You know this site and this podcast has never been of the political nature whatsoever. However, obviously today is a big day in the country. Get out and vote, you know. Your vote matters, even though you don't think it does. And yeah, there's probably some places where ultimately it might not make too much of a difference. However, you can't complain if you don't vote. So get out and vote today. I'm getting out and voting today, and I think everyone should as well because you have a right to. And, you know, we'll see where it lies tonight. My favorite thing to watch on any sort of election night is John King on CNN. That guy is a machine. The way he works, and I know a lot of you will say, no, Steve Kornacki's better. No, I like I like the King. The King is, he's awesome. I mean, because this guy knows how to work that touchscreen, and he's like, look, and and the, the memory recall that this guy has, like he's going to tell you tonight about some county in Ohio that has 362 people in it that voted Republican one year and now is leaning towards voting Democrat or vice versa, or, hey, this uh, this county in Arizona that's up here in the uh, in the in the northwest region, which uh, really voted Democrat last time. Oh no, it looks like they're getting. And it's just like, what? How do you know everything in about every state? John King is the man. Guy just never stops. He's he's. I know a lot of you like Kornacki because he wears the khakis, but me, I'm partial to John King because he literally does not stop talking for eight hours straight. And the guy works with his ex-wife. I always forget her name, but she works on CNN and that's his ex-wife. And he has to like literally do segments with his ex-wife while he is just rambling on about what a County voted eight years ago. And, and I'm talking the most obscure counties in America. So I'll be watching the King tonight. Me and my friend just get a kick out of the King. He just, he's like our leader. He just, we love watching his stuff. Anyway, watch whatever you want to watch. I'll be watching the King to get my election results. Also tomorrow, reader emails, please get your reader emails in. Uh, just email me at Steve at reality, com. You can hit me up on Instagram as well and Twitter, but sometimes I forget to copy and paste those into the reader emails section. Sometimes I just respond to them right away, but yeah, just email me at steve at realitysteve.com and we can go uh, and it can be in tomorrow's column. It's just, frankly, it's just kind of a lot easier to do it that way. But 
you know. Anyway, um, so last night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'll just continue to say it, especially now that we have all your spoilers for the Bachelor in Paradise reunion show, which is going to air on the last episode of the season, which is Tuesday the 22nd. I mean, that show seems to have so much juice in it and so much tea that all this stuff leading up to it, like we know what's going to happen, but that's not what's happening now. You know, what you're watching was filmed in June. I mean, we're sitting here on November 8th. Like it just, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I guess some people be like, oh, I just want to see how they got to that point. I mean, I guess, but I just, it's so anticlimactic. Is it anticlimactic or anticlimatic? I don't know if I've ever gotten a true answer to that question. When I spell it, I think I spell it anticlimactic. But I could be wrong. And I feel like I've heard it both ways. Anticlimatic and anticlimactic. So I don't even know what the answer is. But anyway. Whatever the answer is, I feel like that's what we're in right now. There's no episode tonight. We get two episodes next week, the 14th and 15th, and then the two-night finale, the 21st and 22nd. But it just seems like after what we heard, what goes on this weekend, and how many things have changed since the filming of this season, which was in June, like I said, it's like, okay, you're telling we're, all we're watching right now is what happened in June. Can we get to what's happening now? I think most people care about what's happening now. It's kind of like Rachel and Gabby's season. Like, you know, you waited. They finished filming mid-May. I didn't know the spoiler of Rachel and Gabby until, I think, episode number four or episode number five. And I said, yeah, Rachel's engaged to Tino and Gabby's engaged to Eric. But even that wasn't good enough because... Stuff had changed by the time the after the final rose rose rolled around. Clearly, Rachel's relationship with Tino had changed, and they had filmed a whole segment and the cheating and all that stuff. And Rachel and Eric were still together, but you know, not anymore. So that's what I mean. It's just almost, yeah, we'll watch it, but it just doesn't pack any sort of punch when you know like you see Johnny and Victoria all over each other and kissing and then you're going to see them in the finale and probably say the nicest things in the world to each other and he's going to say how much in love with her he is and she's going to say how much in love with him she is and it's just going to be like this is all garbage it's not re- it's not even Maybe maybe it was real in the moment, but now you're hearing all this stuff that Victoria was having conversations with Greg before she even went down to the beach. She was still texting him after she got back from the beach and she was engaged to Johnny. It's like we're going to be watching that finale in two weeks with Johnny and Victoria probably crying or in tears or one of them, and it's just going to be like, this doesn't mean anything. They're done. They lasted two months. So I just can't get into it. It's just tough to get into that stuff when you know most of it is garbage. So um, last night, I really, I noticed this and I guess, I guess I got my answer because I kind of laid it out there in my tweets, but 
we had another rose ceremony last night, which was number four. And three of the four rose ceremonies, the women gave out the roses. It was the first rose ceremony, the men gave out the roses. Then the women did for rose ceremony number two. And then the split happened. And then when they came back from the split, remember, the women gave out the roses. And then last night, the women gave out the roses. So we've had four rose ceremonies, and three of them went to the women. Now, the last one, as we know, based on the spoilers, we know that one of the spoilers was that Logan offers his rose to Kate, and she says no. So we know that the men give out the roses on the last one. So throughout the course of the season, there are five rose ceremonies, three of them. Women gave out roses, two of them mended. So it doesn't seem that bad, but I guess we've always been so used to them rotating. It's always been whoever starts. If it starts with the women giving out roses and the next one is men and then it's back to the women and the men, they've never really done it like this, and they've never really done it where three rose ceremonies in a row went to one particular sex, and it was the women. But it will end with the men, and um, it's just it's just kind of weird. <laughs> we just We've never had it. You honestly just never had that. The Michael and Danielle date with Wells being at all these different stops of their date, like, oh, wow, that's funny. It's like, okay, we saw that already. They've done that before. And that was back in La Quinta during the Claire Tasha season. It was after Claire had left and Tasha had taken over as the Bachelorette. Chris Harrison did the same exact thing on one of Tasha's one-on-one dates. It might have been, was it her one-on-one date with... With Zach, I think it might have been with with Zach. Or it could have been with Ivan. Shit, I don't remember. But (laughs) they did the same exact thing. Chris Harrison showed up at all these different stops during their date. And it's like, okay, we've already seen that. And they made it seem like this was like something original last night that Wells did. And it wasn't at all. We've seen it. I just, you know, I look at it and I'm like, okay, not funny. (laughs) <laughs> just wasn't as for the Rodney um, Eliza Justin triangle again we knew that was coming because of the spoilers this past weekend and look I'm sure Rodney is a great guy I'm absolutely positive everyone there loved him and he made everyone's he was always in a good mood and didn't talk shit about anybody and just seemed to be a good guy. And Eliza just couldn't make up her mind. But the amount of distraught on everybody's faces when Rodney leaves, it was just like, okay, it's okay, everybody. Like Life will go on. Rodney will be fine. Eliza will be fine. Justin will be fine. All of you will be fine. Why are you acting like all your dogs died? And I'm not, this isn't to take anything away from Rodney being a good guy. I was just so confused on how many people were literally like losing their marbles because Eliza changed her mind and decided to go chase Justin down and send Rodney home. It's happened before on this show. It'll happen again on this show. It was just so confusing watching everybody Literally just, uh, you know, Brandon's pulling his shirt over his head, wiping his tears like, my gosh. And I get it. They're friends. I get it. Trust me. But they were acting like there was a death on the beach, not, hey, somebody has to leave. Some girl changed her mind like someone else. Okay. We can get over it. Well, 
I thought we could. Apparently not them. All right, so something was announced yesterday in regards to The Bachelor, which is rather interesting, probably more so to me than the average fan who watches this, because the average fan who watches this probably didn't realize what the announcement yesterday really meant in the grand scheme of things. The announcement was that Zach's season is going to start on Monday, January 23rd, which is like, okay, The Bachelor always starts in January. Did you know that The Bachelor has started in the first Monday in January ever since Jason Mesnick's season, which was January of 2009? 14 seasons in a row, The Bachelor has started airing the first Monday in January. It's never gone off track of that. It's always been since 2009, the very first Monday in January, you get your new Bachelor season. Zach's is waiting a couple weeks. And people have asked me today, or yesterday, now that you're listening to it on Tuesday, people ask me, like, why? And I don't know if they'll ever answer this. Maybe Robert Mills will. But my guess is this has to do with football. And not College Football National Championship, because the College Football National Championship is on Monday the 9th. So they're basically um, skipping three Mondays in January. It would normally air on Monday the 2nd, first Monday in January. Well, they're not airing it till the uh, till the fourth Monday in January, the 23rd. And my guess is, so the College Football National Championship is on the 9th, but that's on ESPN. The Bachelor's on ABC. And they've always gone up against the National Championship. That's never derailed them and detoured the, um, deterred them from airing on the same night as the National Championship. I have pictures of me watching The Bachelor on one of my TVs and the National Championship in the background on one of my other TVs in the past that I've tweeted out. So that's not the reason. What is the reason is the fact that the NFL's new playoff schedule, ABC now has a game on Monday the 16th. So they have a playoff game for the NFL, the wild card game, on Monday the 16th is on ABC. So my guess is... They did not want to start The Bachelor and air one on the 2nd and then compete against the National Championship on the 9th and then have to take a week off on the 16th. They're basically just waiting until all of Monday football is over and starting it on the 23rd. That is my guess. And the biggest reason, like I said, is that Monday the 16th NFL wildcard game, that's on ABC. They would have to take that week off or air it on a Tuesday, and I just don't think that early in the season they want to already start changing their episodes to Tuesday. Now, does this mean they will double up at some point during the season to try and finish around the same time and try and finish around mid-March? Because if you don't, you're looking at January 23rd, January 30th, four Mondays in February. That brings us to six episodes. Four Mondays in March, that brings us to 10 episodes. And April 3rd would be the 11th episode, which is how many there usually are in a Bachelor season. So... If they double up once, your finale is on March 27th. If they double up twice, your Bachelor finale is probably March 20th, Monday. And if they have a two-night finale, the 21st. So I guess we'll see. We don't know the whole schedule yet, but we only know when it premieres, and that's the fourth Monday in January, the 23rd, for the first time in 14 years. It hasn't happened since Jason Mesnick's season in 2009. You can look it up. So interesting to me. Might not be interesting to the average fan. I don't think the average fan even realizes it. They've always known it started in January, but I don't know if everyone realizes it's always been the first Monday in January for 14 years in a row now until Zach's season. 
which it's going to be the fourth Monday in January. As for Zach's season, as you know, I gave you the final four participants, the four hometown dates that were filmed last week. It started with Gabriella last Monday, then Ariel uh, Frankel in New York on Wednesday. It was Charity Lawson in Columbus, Georgia on Friday, and then Caitlin Bigger on Sunday in Austin, Texas. Last night was the rose ceremony. Obviously, I don't know yet who got eliminated. Might not know for a while. Who knows? Um, But it's possible. I could find out sooner rather than later, but those are your final four. The rose ceremony was last night, and as soon as I know something, I will uh, forward it on to you. Moving on to pop culture, did you see that Captain America... Chris Evans is People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. I can't really say I have a problem with it. They usually seem to pick correctly, and they try to not ever repeat it. Somebody's won it twice, though, right? Or have they just always tried to pick somebody new every year? Like some of the ones in recent seasons, I remember remember Adam Levine has been one. Didn't Idris Elba win it one year? Ryan Reynolds, he's won it, right? I, You know what? I could be wrong. I have, it's not like I'm keeping track. But it's, you know, it's it makes news for the day. It, it's a big thing on the late night talk shows. I think it was announced on Colbert's show last night that Ryan Reynolds, I mean, um, Ryan Reynolds, Chris Evans had won. So... Congratulations to Captain America, Chris Evans, who, I mean, to me, yes, he's Captain America, but to me, <laughs> he'll always be Jake Weiler from <laughs> Not Another Teen Movie, <laughs> which I, look, they could never make Not Another Teen Movie today with some of the humor and some of the stuff they put in that movie, but for its time, it was funny. I mean, the movies that they parodied, I mean, hell, they parodied one of my favorite all-time movies, the movie that has the soundtrack to this particular podcast and my Thursday podcast. They absolutely parodied Pretty in Pink. They absolutely parodied, um, you know, and that's where these, you know, that's where my two songs come from. So, yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll always be Jake Weiler to me, the banana split uh, bikini that he did. I mean, you just got, I mean, if you haven't seen not another teen movie, first off, I wouldn't see not another teen movie. If you've never watched the teen movies from the eighties, because then it just wouldn't make any sense to you. You'd be like, I don't get it, but you grew up in the eighties early nineties with teen movies. Yeah. Not another teen movie is an all time classic. And Chris Evans, I don't know if that was his first film. I don't think it was, but he was the main character in it, the main male character in it, and uh, just, you know, kind of the slapstick comedy, parody movie comedy, and it just, I've always thought those were funny. So, congratulations, Jake Weiler, on being people's sexiest man alive. And as for what's going on on Twitter, I'm so confused on what's happening like I'm not a huge fan of the whole thing that now you can pay eight bucks a month and get a blue check mark, only because the whole point to getting a check mark and it has nothing to do with oh I'm better than you I've got a check mark was to distinguish 
actual legit accounts versus bot accounts. Now anyone can pay $8 a month and create their own account and put information out there. Like, you know, me in recent years, the, what's the biggest thing that I harp on all the time? It's, I cannot stand misinformation getting out there. Now you're going to have check marks of accounts that people are just going to see it has a check mark next to it and just automatically believe the stuff that they're putting out. And we know that's not going to be the case. So it sucks. And I don't know if it's going to change much. And I, I mean, $8 a month to keep my check mark. It's, it's, it's not breaking my bank, but it's just like, gosh. But if there's a positive to it, it looks like you'll be able to monetize Twitter now. I don't know how and how much you can actually make off it. I have no idea. I guess we'll find out in due time. But the idea that anybody can get a blue check mark for eight bucks a month is a little, it's a little concerning to me because people are going to start believing accounts that have blue check marks next to it. And these blue check marks didn't do anything other than pay $8. So I guess we'll see how it all plays out. Everyone's got their opinions on Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I don't know enough about it yet, and I haven't seen enough things happening yet. My friend at Twitter lost her job. You know, that sucks, obviously. But um, as a platform, we just have to give it time and just see if it's going to just become one giant hellhole. And anybody with a blue check mark is going to start peddling misinformation out there. If it if that's what it becomes, I'll probably get off it because that's just going to drive me up a wall. So anyway, uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, get out and vote today. It's your right. Go do it. I will do it. And hopefully a lot of you will as well. It's a lot at stake. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. My column will be up in a couple hours. It'll have, you know, all your uh, Bachelor in Paradise reunion spoilers if you still haven't seen them yet. And uh, a couple of the thoughts that I had uh, in today's podcast will be in there as well. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.